Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind. We're empathetic. We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them on to ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. There's that great song uh, that has the lyrics, should I stay or should I go? (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to talk about today, because I want to share with you what I think are the real reasons, some of them at least, for leaving a relationship. I think that this can always be a really challenging thing, especially if that relationship is someone you're married to or someone in your family or even a friend that you've been connected to for a long time. It can be a very difficult decision to figure out when is it time to leave, right? Because you can't, there's no good time. There's no good time to leave a marriage. There's no good time to set that difficult boundary with, you know, your mother or, you know, decide to break up with a best friend. And so it's not about whether or not it's a good time, so to speak. It's about whether or not you are ready to free yourself from the conditions in the relationship that make it so difficult for you. And one of the things that sometimes motivates us, this was absolutely true for me, especially in my first marriage, was the fact that I didn't want to set a bad example to my children without really meaning to. I'm sure you can understand this, especially if you've been in a challenging marriage or a marriage with somebody who's emotionally abusive or narcissistic or any of those things, when we're, you know, full on in our people pleasing coping devices, mechanisms, and we're keeping the peace and we're keeping our mouth shut and we're uh, not speaking our truth and we're going along and all those things that come along, you know, prioritizing their needs over our own on a consistent basis and things like that. We end up setting an example of doing that for our children and frankly, for anybody else close enough to kind of see the insides of our marriages, but usually that's our children. Uh, Always it's our children. Sometimes it could include other people, but particularly our children, they see all that, they experience all that and they absorb all of it unconsciously even when they're really little, you know, too small to really cognitively understand it, they're absorbing it. And I got to the point in my marriage, after about 15 years or so, we separated when we'd been married 16 years. And somewhere there in the last year, 
besides just riding the roller coaster of being in therapy. Well, I was in therapy for a lot of years before this, but consistently, but once in a while I could talk my husband into marriage counseling. So, you know, maybe you're in and out of counseling or you're just, you know, in your own journey, trying to figure out when, you know, what your truth is and how to start setting boundaries and how to prioritize yourself and the relationship you just know, you know, doesn't feel good to you. And again, it, this may not be a spouse as you're hearing what I'm saying. Maybe this could be a parent. Uh, this happens with often too. And there's even less support for leaving a parent than there is for leaving a spouse. So I have a special place in my heart for all of you who have been brave enough to set a boundary with your one of your parents or both of them that separates you from them. Because sometimes I think that's, you know, what has to happen. Because of, we'll, I'll keep going here with this theme of the real reason to leave when it's at your own expense, when over and over and over the relationship continues, the only way it really continues is for you to be willing to put yourself aside in order for that relationship to continue. And so again, our children see that and they're going to grow up to think that that's a very normal way to be. That's just the way moms are. That's the way dads are. And they're not thinking about that consciously, but when they get older, they're going to mimic that because that's, you know, what our children do. They mimic our genius and our dysfunction. And so, as I said, as I got into what, you know, now I know was the last year of my marriage, part of what really compelled me to move towards ending that relationship was realizing, oh my gosh, you know, my kids are seeing this and I am setting my daughters up to choose men who will be similarly emotionally abusive and verbally abusive to them as their dad was to me. And I'm setting my boys up to believe it's okay to be that kind of a husband, that the way their dad is, is the way they would be. Because without interference, that's what happens. Now, you know, we're not the only people who can interfere in our children's lives in a positive way and set them on a different path than just repeating our own behaviors. But I'm sure you can see, you know, we all grow up thinking we're going to be so different from our parents. And then at some point as adults, we're like, oh my gosh, I sound just like my mom, you know, or I'm doing this exactly like my dad did. And sometimes that's a great thing. And sometimes that's like, yuck. I did not want to do this. So that's just the way life goes. So to me, the real reason, I guess I'll say two of them, is to save yourself from that constant or habitual having to sacrifice yourself in order to have any harmony in the relationship and or because you want to be a mentor to your children and show them that this isn't the way it has to be, that each one of us is powerful enough and has an absolute birthright to live a life where we are in relationship with people who honor the truth of who we are, who support us prioritizing ourselves, who want to hear our truth. Now, 
when I say prioritizing yourself, like right away, you may start feeling guilty or there may be a resistance in your mind and a thought that, oh, well, then that's selfishness, Brenda. And, you know, we can't just prioritize ourselves all the time. And, you know, of course, there's compromise in relationships. So you're saying, you know, not to stay in a relationship at the expense of yourself, but that's not realistic, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to challenge that. This is just one podcast episode. I can't solve it all here. But what I want to tell you is prioritizing yourself. And I say these two things in love and from absolute firsthand experience. Prioritizing yourself allows you to serve others from a full cup instead of out of obligation and exhaustion. So when I say I prioritize myself now in my life, that does not mean I'm selfish and I don't give to others, okay? So it's completely the opposite. And when I say I don't keep harmony at the expense of myself, it doesn't mean everybody I'm in relationship agrees with me. It doesn't mean we're in harmony hundred percent of the time because all of that is, is falseness. The only way to stay in harmony all the time is, is if one person's giving up themselves in some way and it might flip back and forth as to who's doing that. But you know, hundred percent harmony all the time just isn't a natural thing. We're human beings and we're different and we're unique. And when we're living from our authentic power and self-expression, it doesn't mean everybody agrees with me all the time. It means I can have a conversation with people about that. And so if you're having a conversation with somebody who's in their truth and you're in their, you're in your truth, of course, you'll have disagreements. Of course, you'll have things you have to sort of navigate and negotiate. Um, and the, you know, the closer the relationship is, the more that that's the case. Um, and that's fine. That's the sort of healthy sense of compromise, I think. I really don't like that word, but I'll use it in this case. <laughs> because we're navigating and negotiating and we're hearing each other and we're seeing each other and we're honoring each other's truths and the fact that right now or for this thing, our truths are, you know, don't happen to line up together. And that's okay. We can take that. You know, we either you know, one of us does something different, we do something separately, whatever, like we figure it out for that time. Because we honor the fact that we're both showing up in our truth. And then we're just kind of navigating and negotiating how to get around this thing where, where we don't feel the same way, or we don't want to do the same thing or whatever. That's a very healthy form of conflict, if you want to call it conflict. What as people pleasers we're used to is conflict that looks like my way or the highway, right? Whether we do it because we're with somebody who is so opposed to seeing us and hearing us that the only way to have a boundary is just to say, I'm doing this, end of story, okay? Like that's what I used to do with my husband because he just couldn't hear me <laughs> and didn't want to honor my truth. And so as I worked through my process of that relationship, there were several years where I got to where at least I could say, well, no, I need a break. I'm going to leave you with the kids, you know, Thursday night for two hours or whatever and go do this thing. And it wasn't up for discussion. I was just saying, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. Now he did that with me all the time too. So we had plenty of that sort of that agree to disagree thing, which can have its place from time to time. But if that is the habit of the relationship, then there's, that's not really um, 
arguably a relationship. It's two people making unilateral decisions out of the same home base. Uh, so what I want, you know, in a really healthy relationship, whether it's at work or at home or whatever, we're with somebody who wants to see our truth. We want to see their truth. So we can have this, what I'll call healthy conflict that includes all that. And then when we don't come to the same place, you know, then we just navigate, negotiate who's going first this time, or who's going to do this, this way, and then that, that way and whatever. So we can, you know, get the best of what both of us needs. And so when you're not experiencing that and, when you look at what your kids are watching, you know, because they are, if your kids were going to repeat exactly what you are doing, is that what you would want for them? You know, for me, my answer was no. Like that was my strongest no. I could have probably handled, I don't know, the unhealthy conflict between us longer, I probably would have held on, I might would have held on longer because that was just about me. When I started thinking, oh my gosh, if my girls were to marry men who did this to them, if my boys were to become husbands who did this to their spouses, that I can't take. And so that became really my motivator to go through the hard steps because let's face it, leaving a relationship is always hard. This was, you know, my, my, my own original family. We were high school sweethearts. We'd been together. Well, we'd been married 16 years. We'd been together 19 years. You know, we had all these kids together. Um, you know, this, it was my perfect Norman Rockwell painting, except that, of course, it wasn't because the only way it worked was if I kept myself shut down and kept meeting his needs and creating a life that he enjoyed at my own expense. And so not wanting my children to repeat that and also wanting to liberate myself out of it. When we put all the stories aside, because we all have different stories that, you know, the, I've done the exact same thing in work relationships. And instead of my children, I mean, sure, it's my children watching me navigate a professional relationship. And it's also people in the workplace that are reporting to me or whatever that I'm in a leadership role over. I don't want to mentor to them how to be a people pleaser. And if I've got a boss, a person I'm reporting to that is so narcissistic and or, you know, whatever, so emotionally, verbally abusive that I can't be seen and valued for who and what I am, I'm going to leave as an example to my own employees or direct reports or just the people observing me in the workplace. So if you take away the stories it still applies. It's this concept of sort of what kind of a mentor do I want to be because somebody is watching us and putting an end to this habit of the only way I can have harmony is at my own expense. And so with that in mind, and I'll tell you a little more about this in the um, outro of the podcast here, I've got a 90-day coaching program package that I've just set up called It's Your Turn, because I believe in my heart of hearts, it is your turn to choose you. And so with that in mind, we'll leave this particular episode and go into our 
outro here for the podcast. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the It's Your Turn 90 Day Package Special I have going on right now. Thanks, everybody. I'll see you in the next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. I have got something super special for you. I am opening up my calendar right now and a handful of people who are ready to liberate their people pleaser can join me for a special 90 day coaching package. This is a one-on-one coaching package. We're going to work on your specific challenges, issues, whatever it is. I'm calling it the it's your turn 90 day coaching package. You get nine full sessions over these 90 days. And then the whole time I'll be connected to you through a voice app called Voxer, where you can leave me a message. If you're having a freak out or have a question or a difficult conversation, you're just not sure how to say what you want to say or whatever it is. And I can message you back. So this is a lot of support over 90 days, which gives you enough time to really allow for the transformation that is seeking to emerge in you to take hold. So please click on the link in the show notes to get more information about that. And then also know that my freebies are always available to you with the private Facebook group, Liberate Your People Pleaser. And you can follow me on Instagram at Brenda Florida Coach. So I look forward to seeing you in It's Your Turn. Oh, this is just all wrong.